Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So we're still Let's Get Social distancing, Emer, but how are you keeping? Good. Um, as I say, it is such a strange feeling still to be in lockdown. Um, I hope everybody out there is safe and well. Um, how are you, Philip? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I'd agree. It's a, it is kind of very, very odd, but there is a sort of a sense of normality kind of coming to everything. You know, I'm sort of, I'm getting sick at the office now at this stage. I just want to go out and meet people, <laughs> you know, I must admit, because uh, I think it's the biggest thing I'm finding a challenge, you know, like it's great being at home, being with the kids, obviously with Neve, but to be able to meet kind of clients face-to-face and friends and stuff, that is actually starting to kind of... So this, this is a little light relief for you then, having uh, a chat with me. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. It's lovely to see you. We'd love to do more. And, Highlights. Uh, yeah, and uh, obviously looking forward to chatting with our special guests uh, fairly soon. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, um, are you, you're not going to make an exhibition of yourself with what's coming up, are you? Tell me you're not. No, definitely not. There'll be no kind of stand-up uh, showing today, but... Uh, that's really bad, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is really bad. Um, <laughs> is. I, I apologize to our guest who unfortunately is having to listen to this <laughs> nonsense, you know. So, <laughs> But listen, you know, uh, in case you thought of us, that is not the joke of the day. But Emer, I'm going to drop the joke of the day to you right now. So uh, hopefully you like this one. Hopefully I'll claw back some respectability after all the previous guests have blown me out of the water with their jokes. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, okay. So... You know, fisherman out on the boat catches a fish and is taking the fish off a hook and the fish is literally in knots laughing, cracking itself up uh, in the fisherman's hands. And the, the fisherman says to the fish, well, why are you laughing? And the fish goes, because it's throwback Thursday. <laughs> Very really bad. Oh. Now you have really stolen the show. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> wonder, wonder, should our special guest have the honour of ensuring you don't make an exhibition of yourself any further? Yeah. But before we introduce him, um, if you find today's social media joke engaging, and we'd love more of them, I hope you don't, um, <laughs> you are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and more. Um, indeed, in our other shows, by hopping on to our podcast, yes, on Podbeam, um, I'm trying to remember where everything is, um, iTunes, oh yeah, Spotify, yeah. <laughs> um, your other favorite channel, and yeah. of course, Dublin South FM. So, Philip, without further ado, I'll let you have the honor of okay. the intro. Thank you so much. Uh, well, we're delighted today to have... Um, uh, Stephen Murta, who is known as the exhibition guy, but really is also the exhibition expert, the exhibition guru, the man with the plan when you want to exhibit. Um, and, uh, you know, really is someone that kind of has, I suppose, honed the skills in this whole area because uh, I think a lot of people, as we will talk with Stephen today, um, you know, I suppose don't really implement a proper strategy when they're going to set up an exhibition or even when they're at something like an exhibition to make the most of it from a connection point of view and to promote themselves. So, Stephen, you're very welcome to Let's Get Social. How are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Thank you very much for having me. I, I love being back on the radio and podcasting. It's great. You know, it's a real pleasure to be here. Knowing both of you guys that do, yeah. the social side is great. 
So that's that's really positive. Positive. Oh, it's great to have a fan there. Um, Well, one thing I say is that um, it is great to have you here with us. So, Stephen, do you think Philip exhibits potential regarding (laughs) his stand-up comedian spot? Oh, I think he is. You haven't heard my joke, so my joke is really bad. I think Philip's is really impressive, actually. And it's great, (laughs) actually, that people can start with a a little bit of humour. Because business is very serious, social media yeah. can be very serious sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think definitely he's got a career. If if the social media marketing doesn't work, out, maybe double jobs and he can be. Yeah, Mr. Murta, can you present one better than that? Then, but I, did, I was I, I was I, I'm not very good at jokes. Maybe I'm not very funny or something. But I said <laughs> I, I did think about it, think about a business one. So did you did you hear about the businessman who was so rich he has two swimming pools, one of which is always empty. for people who don't swim I'm glad I'm not in business (laughs) the second one is for people who don't swim because there's no water in it okay it wasn't very funny but I prefer to talk about exhibitions to be honest because that's kind of more what I know yeah Um, okay my my career uh, I used to be I was on TV quite a few times by the way just as a by the way um but my, my career in stand-up uh, never went anywhere. Or well, went I have to maybe. say, I think, I think you, the, s- the score so far would be eight to the guests. And my calculation is that, Philip, you're slightly in the lead with 13. So we'll keep going and see if he can keep with his leads. Yeah. Yes. Pun intended. Love a no challenge. I love a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... But listen, Stephen, you're very welcome to Let's Get Social. Uh, obviously, I know it is a it's a particularly tough time for your type of of business. Um, but listen, we'd love to kind of suppose to start off with, you know, how did you come up with your company name? Yeah, it's an interesting one because because uh, I sold exhibitions for about twenty years, and I, um, both for myself and for different companies. And, and and I suppose where it started was I was involved in an event called House in the RDS, which is a really high end interior design show about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and. Um, I met one of our exhibitors during the show who really hadn't had a good show at all. He was the only, literally the only one in the hall who didn't do well at the show. And he, he gave me 10 yards as to why, how bad things were and whatever. So I sat down and we investigated why he did not do well from shows. And um, he didn't do a lot of marketing, did no planning. Did, he spent a lot of money on, on the stand. But I suppose what happened was I got really frustrated working with people like him who essentially wasted their money. And when I used to ring up companies all the time, I'd ring them up to sell them exhibitions or help them with exhibitions. And invariably, the receptionist, they would put their hand over the mic and they would shout to the person looking for it. The exhibition guy was on the, on the phone again when I was trying to sell the stands. So it always struck me as a good company name because it's what I do and what I know. So I was called the exhibition guy by so many people before I even set up a company. So I thought, well, this is kind of an obvious one for me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of really where it came from, I suppose. Yeah. It's a great. It is yeah. actually a great story. Yeah, because it, it links it in with your brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It does, and it's, but I haven't said it, and not to be negative, but it, it actually it's, it's something I put a lot of work on, particularly in the last week. Actually, is is this whole idea that that I assume everyone knows what I do, exhibition guy. Okay, he's something to do with exhibitions, but a lot of people don't because it just an exhibition is very broad. You do trade shows, you do consumer shows, you sell shows, you manage shows. What do you do? So I put a lot of time in this week into developing a new strap line for, for the exhibition guy, which will further explain more specifically what we do. And actually, I find the COVID time has been brilliant for that, to be able to look to small things that you can do better. Because when it comes to even social media, you know, we can all assume that putting out a post, everyone knows all about us and stuff, but they don't. So yep, we need yep. to be a bit clearer in our message. Yeah. And it's also a really good time to, 
I suppose, prepare, plan, perfect what we do. So when we do come out the other side, which we will, that we're better prepared because our clients will expect more because they won't spend, there won't be as many people spending money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ones who are, are going to be more selective and who they're spending with. So we need to be better than we are. And this is great yeah. time to do so you, that. So you think exhibitions will come back then? Oh, absolutely. Invariably, there's, there's absolutely no question they're going to come back. Now, they will come back in a different format. The big piece is, I mean, I've been in this world exhibitions 25, 26 years, and, and I've seen time and time again companies trying to uh, launch what they call a virtual exhibition. Mm-hmm. And it's never worked. And I've never been a fan of it, I'm going to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because it misses the one critical piece and the one big selling factor we have in our world is face-to-face engagement. Mm-hmm. How you build relationships with people face-to-face, how you convert more sales when you're face-to-face, how you launch a new product. You can't do that in a virtual sense because all a virtual exhibition is, is, is a moving website. Now, having said that, what we have learned from this crisis in our own industry is that when we come back in exhibitions, we need to be engaging more on social media. We need to be using social more. We need to be using online channels more like the likes of Zoom. But it's not a solution. It's part of the solution. And I think as we, as exhibition companies and organizers all around the world, have realized that we're not flying solo anymore. We're flying, we're flying our plane of exhibitions. We're flying it now side by side with digital, side by side with social media, which we weren't doing in the past. So actually, in reality, everyone can benefit. The guys who are involved in social media will benefit. The guys who are involved in exhibitions will benefit. Yeah. But if we try yeah. and go out and don't have that social piece, Mm-hmm. After the zoomage that we've all faced over the last three, four weeks, months, whatever it is, we're dead in the water. But the reason they'll come back is because people want to get face to face and they know that's the best way of building relationships. Yeah, like I think that's a, I think it's a very valid point. I think like, and I know myself and Emer, we've talked about this, that social media is is fantastic, but don't lose sight of the fact that it is just another communication tactic and that you mm-hmm. still have to, I suppose, not rely on it 100%. You know, you have to still kind of engage, build relationships. It's about community a lot of the times, both virtually, but also physically as well. You know, obviously, you've mentioned there have been virtual ex- exhibitions. It's something I've never been at a virtual expedition, you know, as well maybe like a, an online webinar or maybe you could see mm. 20 faces on the screen. Um, but I suppose, following on from your point there, do you think though that I suppose from the exhibition type business, et cetera, that you will probably start to see more implementation of social media and the power that it can bring through maybe Zoom or even just social media channels to further promote the actual event experience. Do you, do you see that probably come in more when we come out of COVID-19? Definitely. I mean, I, 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 it's not quite the same example, but just to give you a example, uh, I, I mean, I'm a huge social media fan. I'm um, LinkedIn particularly, but what I would always do is every month, up to a month ago, I used to go to London every single month. I have five meetings uh, with people who I met on social media in exhibitions. And every time I walked away from those meetings, I walked away with at least either a guaranteed piece of business or very, very likely. I've done that religiously for the last 14 months, so I spent a lot of time in the UK because that's where the market is. But my point being that the social piece of that was critically important. When it comes to the engagement of, particularly with social distancing right now, and particularly with people, even when we get back to the real world of, of exhibitions, I could call it that, people are still going to be reluctant to go to that exhibition hall. Will I get COVID if I go to the exhibition hall? And that's going to be with us for a long time. So what we need to do in terms of bridging that gap is 
using social media as a platform to engage with our clients all the way along the journey until they do walk through the door of the exhibition hall. We've never done that before, yeah. but not to the same extent. So social is going to play a really, really important part in getting us through this challenge. Virtual exhibitions, I don't think they're ever going to work because they just don't have that X factor that we need. But social does. And we have organizers have realized how important social is, particularly in the last month and Zoom and things like that. Well, Twitter plays a big part, as you know, Stephen, when you're yeah. at an exhibition, even before you go. Um, I have told num- numerous clients that I've worked with that maybe, you know, for example, they go maybe to the Plying Championships. It mm-hmm. um, yeah. doesn't matter how big your stand is or how small your stand is. If you're not engaged on Twitter and using the branded hashtag, you're just not going to be seen. So yeah. um, it's yeah. pre, during and post is so important, mm-hmm. um, whether it's virtual yeah. or face-to-face, you know. No, you're right. Because I mean, even even on the course I do, I do a seven steps to exhibition success masterclass, both online and on face to face. And it's built around those three premises. And the first one is the pre, the next one is during, the next one is after. And it's those three phases. And during each phase, the social media channels and platforms change a little bit. So, okay, Twitter is probably one that's used all the way through. But if you take beforehand, it's very much a LinkedIn play or it's very much a Facebook play. When you go to the show itself during the show, it's, twi- it's a Twitter play. When you After the show, when you're trying to follow up leads, it's a LinkedIn play. So the, so the channels are always there and they do vary a little bit, but they're equally important because, you know, you, if, if you just assume that you can use one social media channel and everything that's going to be on the door, you're living at Cloud Cuckoo Land because the message you're portraying, for use of a better word, to your potential client is very different on different social media channels. So would you say that's one of the biggest mistakes you see companies making when it comes to exhibiting? On social, yes. I mean, I, I see I see companies, uh, and one of the biggest mistakes I, when it comes to social and exhibitions is people trying to use every single channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they try and use everything. Now, I'm a sales trainer for the Entrepreneurs Academy. I train entrepreneurs all year round. One thing I say to them is, really important, you're not focusing on the social media channels you like. You're focusing on the social media channels where your clients live. And the second yeah. part of that equation is, and I, I always remember this piece of advice that I got. I said, you should be three social media channels what you should focus on. One, you should be really, really good at and using all the time. Second one, yeah. you should be working on, be not as good, but working on. And a third one, you should be focusing on trying a new one. And I've always adopted that approach. And it makes sense because there's 67 or 68 probably more now social media channels. You can't do them all. You shouldn't be doing them all. And you're wasting your time trying to do them all. Yeah. Could you talk a bit more, just especially maybe the the process that you would go through with a salesperson when you're talking like social to define, you know, about the audience and the best channel selection in your experience? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because because I work with a lot of existing salespeople, particularly exhibition salespeople, other new people. Or if, if I take a new person, for example, they've no idea about our industry and what they're effectively challenged with or tasked with is going to sell, sell essentially a box on a piece of paper because that's what a floor plan looks like for an exhibition before it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not selling something tangible. So it can be quite a challenge for people to get their head around the fact that what they're selling is an opportunity as opposed to a product. Mm-hmm. But what I have learned is and I mean, I'm 30 odd years in sales and I'm, and years ago, I was cold call supremo, 23 cold calls an hour, blah, blah, hitting hundreds of calls every day. That doesn't work anymore. Now the social media is playing such an important part. I mean, if you take a statistic that 60% of people, of salespeople, who, sorry, I'm going to try and get this right now, is that sales reps or salespeople who use social media are 60% more likely to hit their target. 
Now, that, that's a fact, wow. by the way. Wow, okay. But the reason I'm saying that to you is, when it comes to selling and engaging with people, I always say, I say to people, like, look at me as an example. I'm, I'm a pretty good salesperson. I'm the most amazing salesperson. I'm a pretty good salesperson. But my point is, I get 95% of my business from LinkedIn. Right. Fact, hands down, no question about it. I hammer LinkedIn a couple of hours a day and people go, I'm sick of seeing you on LinkedIn. So, well, I don't really care. I'm just sick of seeing me. You shouldn't be yeah. following me if that's the case. I'm too old for that. My piece is, I believe I produce quality content that helps some people. Some people don't like me. That's totally understandable. I'm, I'm no problem with that. What I, what I yeah. am doing is, yeah. I'm pushing my social media message out there for a reason. Yes, I want to help people. Of course I do. But of course I want to sell product as well. When it comes to new salespeople who wouldn't have as much experience or have been in sales as long as me, would say, let's look at not doing this hammering the phone cold calling because it doesn't work mm-hmm. to the same extent. What you need to be doing is you need to be using that social media as an engagement tool, mm-hmm. building your connection base, no matter what platform it's on, getting into conversations with people. That's where the real magic happens is when you start building that relationship with somebody online. Now, what you do with it afterwards is take it offline if you can. But my point being that it came from social. And that's how we should be building up our client base. If you take another statistic, 82% of the average business clients can be reached by social media. That's a fact. Yes. Mm, yeah. So we're talking yeah. decision makers are on social media. Now, the challenge piece is finding out which social media channel platform they're using. But a little bit of work will, will find that out for yourself. But it comes down to training salespeople not about mass numbers, it's about using your brain and finding out what's the best way to get in front of your client. What value can you give your client and how do you get that in front of them? And that's not necessarily a phone call, maybe through social media. Yeah, like I think LinkedIn very much as a social media channel has has really come to the fore uh, from a business to business perspective and uh, that ability to uh, to engage with, I suppose, a real defined target audience. And obviously, if you decide to use something like Sales Navigator, etc., it can give you even a, a better idea of where you want to actually, where you want to go and to really drill down, you know. Um, like, I suppose, like, Eber, do you want to jump in there? Uh, I was going to say, like, I mean, I know you guys love LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn as well. But, I mean, my, my I find conversations flow better on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, uh, like, you have Twitter hours. Um, uh, is there a, actually is there a Twitter R for uh, the exhibition and exhibiting sphere, Stephen? Do you know? Yeah, we do one. We do one every year. It's a US one actually. I did it last night. I do it from six to seven every Wednesday night. It's 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 called uh, Expo Chat. We do that. Oh, great! Uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's good. I mean, it's very US based. But to be fair, I'm trying to do some work over the US, so that's obviously why I'm involved. In it. A lot of good people on it. Um, a lot of heavy hitters in our industry. Expo Chat is good. Um, there are there's a few others with kind of different levels of engagement. Expo Chat is good because there's a couple of very serious people on us and serious within the industry, and then that's really good for us to be able to, to engage with those people. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a lot of yeah. that. Um, there's Twitter. a very good one here called uh, We're All Business. I don't know if you know of it. Yeah, it's I do, on of course. Every yeah, yeah. Wednesday night at nine. Um, and I think any business that once start getting seen on Twitter should cover ours because it's a of networking and engaging starting you rather than just being out and you know making the odd comment. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. valuable um opportunity for any business in Ireland. You do need to engage in you know, you know further field. Yeah. Mm. You have to engage. Yeah. I mean that's you know no point in like people say to me, well you like I've all these connections. So well, it's not a question of many connections. I mean like I've sixteen thousand connections LinkedIn. People, mm-hmm. that's the loads of connections. But yeah, but I engage in them. That's, that's why I'm getting business from it. 
If you put something yeah. out there and just oh, I agree. assume that you're going to get business from it. I mean, I had a guy last week said, will you train me on LinkedIn? These five salespeople are training me on LinkedIn. I said, no problem. Said, What's your objective and what are you doing currently? He said, well, we send out a post maybe once every two weeks and it's crap. We've got no business. I said, what do you expect? You know, it's not there to give you free business. You've got to work at it and engage it. That's the same with any social again, I, I'm always against this set and forget yeah. uh, angle. It doesn't work, you know? Yeah, of course it doesn't. So. It's, it's like it's like any it's like the three hit theory of advertising. You know, you've got to. I mean, I saw radio advertising for a short space of time. But it was this three three hit theory where you've got it. You've got to do at least three ads minimum per session for people to start remembering. It. It's mm-hmm. the same with social media. If you put one post out there and just expect, oh, like I post twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and I, I I'd have a set plan for each week between articles, posts, videos. But if I don't do that, it's not that I feel guilty. But I do see a level of my traction go down if I don't do it for a period of time. So it does work. Yeah. Yeah. Be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, like very much your audience kind of ex- expects it. They're almost like expecting a piece from Stephen. What, what's he going to share today or tomorrow? And then they don't see it. Problem, Philip. I brought myself to a corner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way. Uh, there's no way yeah. you're back in it. Um, I can't back in it now. And, and I suppose, you know, like uh, you've got a, an, ex- an excellent pedigree from the sales point of view. Um, and that's, I suppose, has always been one of the challenges from a social media perspective was the sort of return on investment, you know, a quick win, which social media is not really this sort of quick win. It is a sort of a, exactly as Emer and uh, yourself have been rightly saying, it's about engagement and building the relationships, etc. Like, from your approach, say, with a LinkedIn, which has become very much a real core channel, um, as far as I'm concerned, for businesses to be on, um, do you find that through the proper targeting of people that you want to connect with and then uh, an initial kind of outreach to bring value and then through, say, further engagement to build up that sort of relationship rather than what you might typically see on the LinkedIn where it's, um, let's get connected and it's of you're straight in with the sales pitch or... You know, oh, what, I hate that. Yeah, I hate no, that. which I would hate as well. But like, uh, well, what's especially your when they ask you, would you like help with your social media? And I'm going, oh, <laughs> no, that's it's yeah, it's just Come uh, on. it's incredibly frustrating. I mean, I try, I train LinkedIn. That's not one of the things I do. And I, I trained 50 people in India and LinkedIn. I think just three months ago, two or three months ago, yeah. I went to India and sit in an office, massive big office. Okay, tell me what you do on LinkedIn. And so what we do is we send a connection request, and if they reply, um, or if they accept my connection request, we send them a sales message. I said, what? Yeah. As a, as a, and also backtrack slightly what's the period of time we send ourselves a message straight away it's okay yeah. and I said what do you do next so we said don't reply within an hour we'd actually email them again and I said we don't, what and um, I said what do you do next and so what we do then is we call them if we have a number I said well when to call them so probably later on that day I said that approach does not work you're, you're actually a stalker now at this stage. Or you're actually harassing people. Yeah. So LinkedIn is not about... That's why LinkedIn have said on the, on the direct message function and the LinkedIn invite, there's a limit on the characters you, should, you, can, you can use. Hmm. They say a LinkedIn invite should be three to 400 characters maximum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not a sales message. And one of the most popular ones I do, and I use it all the time, is... And I got a fair... To be fair, I got a lot of likes on, on my stuff, thankfully, um, which is taking a lot of time. But I would always... If there's somebody who's liked one of my posts and I'm not connected to them and I and there's a relevance, I will send them a message saying, Hi Emer, thanks very much for liking my post. My posts, I appreciate you liking it or whatever it is. Love to connect. End off. That's all I do. Mm-hmm. But I'm thanking for the like. And actually, I've got an awful lot more connections by doing that. Yeah. When it comes Great. to the next stage, I'm asking them about them. 
I'm saying, okay, well, yeah, I'll go to the website and say, okay, I see you're doing the Ceramics Expo in Israel. And now, how's that going? End of. Mm. Invariably, they come back and say, oh, it's going great or it's going crap because it's one of the other normally. Yeah, yeah. And you're into a conversation. I don't go to the exhibition, guys. Great, we can train you. Um, but I will, of course. I would say, or the other one I use quite a lot is, is uh, I would send them a message to say, I'd love to know more about what you do. Can we have a chat sometime? And the amount of people say, yeah, cool. And particularly now, by the way, um, on COVID, mm. um, when people have more time, you got to show the interest in them first before you even think about selling a product. Yeah. I think that's the essence of what we do. Yeah. So, like, um, so what do you... So I just wanted to ask you then, um, because I don't exhibit a lot, as I say, I am, how do you, what, what are your kind of core tips regarding um, how people can use social media, you know, running an, an exhibition or an event, you know, is it, you know, right across the board or would you just focus on like a lead up in a sense of, you know, building, you know, promoting I think you've got a different approach, Emer, because you've got you've got two strands to this whole the whole piece. You've got the exhibitor piece and you've got the visitor piece. There's no point in using social media to promote an exhibition from a visitor point of view six months before a show because people don't even think about it. In Ireland, we think yeah, four and six weeks before the show opens, we think, oh, I might go to that show, if even that. So we'll call it four weeks for argument. When it comes to exhibitor retention or exhibitor um, outreach, for use of a better word, that's obviously a much longer period. So you should be doing that from maybe nine months out through social media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's about the content of the message. Now, when it comes to the exhibitor piece in social media, what's really, really effective is, is promoting the fact uh, Philip Twyford's just signed up for the exhibition. He's taken a big stand or whatever, or his company is Kingspan or whatever it might be. Using that kind of message, promoting people who are exhibiting at the show is great for outreach. Now, it's also good for visitor um, delegates to come to the show to see who's there. But what I would use on social media for, for visitors is more testimonials. Went to the show last year, was brilliant. I learned X, Y, Z. The video testimonial was really good. The guys in Premier Publishing do a lot of video testimonials. I do a lot of work with them. Mm-hmm. Video testimonials from, from are really good as visitors. And using that through LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, to whatever channel it might be, using it through that to attract visitors. But not doing the same campaign with the same graphics for a visitor and exhibitor because they're two totally different people. And you've got to also say to yourself, is it B2B or B2C as well? Because, yeah. you know, they're different channels again. They're totally different channels. Yeah. You know, B2B is, is or B2C, they're different markets. Apples and oranges. Well, Stephen, I I, I, uh, I can't believe it, but we uh, we have come to the end. Um, oh. This this chat has literally flown by. Um, I think because you've been given so much um, value, like some great tips there in relation to LinkedIn and sales strategy and how to use social media for not just for exhibitions but social media in general. I think you've given yeah. excellent advice. So, uh, oh, so listen, thank you so much for joining us. Um, obviously, you know, as Emer has mentioned, you can uh, catch the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify, and on Dublin South FM. I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marcher of Social Media Management and Strategy. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. Thank you, Stephen. Please come back. We love another chat. You are chat. most welcome. It's Stephen yeah. Murphy, the exhibition guy. Easy Absol- to find. Absolutely. Make sure you check out Stephen uh, if you need uh, exhibition advice or definitely sales training advice. And uh, listen, we will see you again soon for another Let's Get Social show. So take care. Bye.